0: My brother, who... Oh. And if thy earthly friends forsaken We'll still more closely to him cling My brother, hold to God's unchanging hand We'll hold to God's unchanging And build your hopes on things eternal Hold to God's unchanging hand Now covet not this world's main riches That so rapidly they will never pass away. And hold to God's unchanging hand. We'll hold to God's In glory, your enraptured soul will view my brother hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to God's unchanging hand. sing this verse again now when your journey is completed and if to God you had been true Brother, hold to God's unchanging hand We'll hold to God's unchanging hand
1: Well, that's good. Enjoyed that, Amen. Um, let's sing that song, uh, "Because He Lives." I'm just going to change the order a little bit as we get ready to open the service and order a prayer. It's good to have everybody here this morning, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. I'm thankful He lives, aren't you? All these other religions, they go back and they think, "Wow, that was such a good man, neat man. He was so wise." I'm thankful that there's somebody that we worship that still lives. Amen. And he's living not just out there. He's living in here. Amen. heard Brother Bram say something the other day. He said, God goes to church every day because he's coming to us. Amen. We're his church. He wants to fellowship with us every day. Amen. I'm thankful he lives. Amen. Because he lives, oh,
0: I can face tomorrow, amen. i
1: service and a word of prayer. I'm going to ask Brother Billy, Ivy, if he'll come and open the service and the word of prayer. We've got uh, quite a few prayer requests here, Um, quite a few folks. Um, We want to uh, remember the parks. Uh, They're still away traveling. We want to remember uh, Brother Joe uh, Drum, continue to remember him in prayer. want to remember the Pascals that aren't here. Of course, we want to always continue to remember Sister Mary uh, Smith and Brother Richard as uh, he continues to be a caregiver uh, for her. Um, We want to remember our Brother Daniel, who is in Ghana. Uh, We want to remember him. We want to remember our pastor this morning. Uh, Brother Barry's still recovering from double pneumonia severe bronchitis, so uh, they really appreciate, I think everybody probably saw the email, but they really appreciate the love, care, the meals that have been shown to them, and uh, we just want to continue to remember them in prayer that um, God heals them, amen, and brings them back, and uh, we want to remember um, Brother Keith, uh, he's scheduled for some testing procedures on, is it Wednesday? Wednesday morning. So we want to remember him in prayer, of course. It's good to have Brother Keith here, and uh, we're thankful for that. We're believing for his continued healing. Amen. Um, also want to remember uh, Sister Sarah can also turned in. Remember for Brother David Farmer from Virginia. He was taken to the hospital with severe chest pains due to an almost blacked out blocked artery. He's waiting to be treated by his doctor, so we want to remember Brother David Farmer. We want to remember Brother Jason Ashdown, not feeling well. This morning, still recovering from his hernia surgery, so we want to remember him in prayer. Uh, we want to remember uh, Brother and Sister Munch, not here. They're not feeling well. We want to remember uh, Sister uh, Sherry Hawley. She's been feeling really bad, so we want to remember her. Also, want to remember uh, Sister Chanel's mom, Margaret. She's having surgery on Thursday. Wow, that's a lot. We have a few folks that I'm noticing are missing as well. If you have any unspoken prayers, Brother Billy, if you could come. Aren't you thankful, though, in spite of what's going on? We got someone that lives. Amen. That we can always go to. Amen.
2: Father, Lord, we can truly say that we're thankful, Lord, that we know you and that you live and that you live within our hearts, Lord, that we can come to you in faith, bringing the needs of the people before your throne of mercy. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to gather in this house and come with expectant hearts to receive something divinely appointed for us today. We pray, Lord, that you would bless each one here, those that couldn't make it, pray that you would strengthen them bring healing to their bodies those that are traveling we just pray that you would give them traveling mercies you bring them back to their homes safely we pray for our pastor lord and his wife and her father lord we pray that you would bless them strengthen them in their bodies give them the strength and also the rest that they need sometimes rest is needed for healing to take place so, Lord, we just pray now that today that we commit it into your hands, that you would bless the minister, and that the words that come forth would be words of life to bring us closer to you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And
0: because he lives, oh, I can face tomorrow.
1: Shake hands with those that are around you. Uh, Welcome them to the service. And then you may have your seats. Welcome our visitors that are here with us. Um, Let's sing that song, It Is Well With My Soul. This is a uh, favorite for me. I I love this song. Um, So I like to sing it every once in a while. I don't know about everybody else, but I had a rough week. <laughs> this, this week was uh, rough. Lots of stuff going on uh, at work. And uh, it seems like always during the holiday season, um, things get busy and things, lots of stuff going on. And then you always hear in the news. News is always horrible to hear anyway, but uh, you ever catch on the news, there's always something horrible going on. And it's just a mess out there. In the world, as we all know, amen. But I'm thankful this morning. It is well in my soul, amen. No matter what is going on out there, even in my own family or in my job situation, it's still well in my soul, amen. And I'm thankful for that, aren't you? Amen. wind Win peace
0: like a river. Attended my way, amen. When sorrows like sea below. will the sky not the grave is our
3: From what I can't see, Lord, I believe, Lord, I believe, somebody's praying for me, angels are Ahead till I get home, still I'm safely kept before your throne, oh, Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Your angels are watching over me. hands are guiding me to protect me from what I can't see. Lord, I believe. Lord, I believe. Angels are watching. I can't feel it, angels are watching over me, mighty hands are guiding me, to protect me from what I can not see, Lord I believe, Lord I believe. angels are watching over me the angels are watching I can't guiding me to protect me from what I
1: And we're going to ask our ushers to come with this one. Really enjoyed that, Brother Jaron. We all need that prayer sometimes, too. Amen? We need to remember to pray for one another. Amen. Brother Jeff, if you could ask the blessing on the offering. Amen. Um, we're going to have uh, Brother Matt come and sing, Hear My Prayer, O Lord. as uh, Brother Matt Watkins, who is uh, no stranger to us, definitely uh, feels like he's part of us here. Amen. We love him a lot, and I'm glad that he's here. Um, before we sing this, I want to remind everybody a couple things. Uh, Christmas dinner. End of year dinner. Oh no, end of year dinner. Make sure you are signed up uh, for that. If you can't come, uh, please let uh, Sister Becky know uh, so that there's no issues next Saturday for the uh, Saturday. Right? To get that part right. Yeah. Can I get a yes? All right. Next Saturday, uh, so that the caterers know for um, numbers. The other thing, just to remind everybody, we will be having service. On the twenty fourth, uh, so the twenty fourth, there will be uh, Sunday morning service there. Amen. Let's do our part this morning for Brother Matt and Paul. Amen. That's our job. We got one job to do, and that's just to say amen. Uh, and uh, he's got the hard part of getting out of the way, but let's do our part as well and to help him. all right. Amen as Brother Mackum's, Hear my Prayer oh
2: Lord
0: From the ends Of the earth I Cry Your peace Will lead Me to The rock that Is higher than I Amen Will hear My From the ends of the earth, I cry. Your peace will lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my strength in times of trouble. Amen. A tower above mine enemies. Lord, I will abide with you, will forever in the shelter of your wings, for you have been my strength in times of trouble, will a tower above my enemies, and Lord, I will abide with you ever the shelter of your wings. Amen. One more time. Hear my In I'll times of trouble. trouble Oh, a tower above my enemies And Lord, I will abide with you Forever in the shelter of your wings For you have been my strength in time. tower above my My enemy. And Lord, I will abide with you forever
4: in the shelter of your wings.
5: wings. Can you give the Lord Jesus a praise offering this morning? (laughs) Hallelujah. you this morning. You're happy to be in the house of the Lord. How many is happy to be a Christian? Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, you can be seated. Amen. Just for a minute, it was requested that I sing this song. And so uh, I just want to sing it to you this morning. Um, I haven't sang it in a while, so if I mess up, I'll get nervous. So don't you get nervous either. You. Amen.
4: When you get to heaven after the trumpet sound if you decide to look me up, don't waste your time looking around cause I won't be in my mansion. You won't find me by the sea, but just find you. I want to see the unseen arms That held me through the storm I want to touch the hands that touched And completely changed my heart I want to hear Him speak the words That brought such peace just find Jesus, there I'll be. When I step through those pearly gates, there'll be so much to see. I'll behold The splendor will be amazing. There's only one attraction for me. Just find Jesus, yes. Lord. There I'll be. Wanna see the unseen arms that held me? to touch the hands that touched and completely changed my heart. I want to hear him speak the word that brought such peace. So just find Let's find Jesus.
5: There I'll be. Can you give the Lord a hand? And then let's all stand to our feet. Is that your testimony? I believe it's the testimony of every Christian. Amen. God bless you. You're happy to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. This morning. There's my family right there. Good to see them. Amen. I was wondering if uh, they'd be here. Brother Terry, good to see you. This is a long, long time reunion. Amen. Last time I seen Terry, I was probably 10 years old, I think. Uh, 10 years old when we moved away. He's the only uh, child other than me and my brothers that my dad ever spanked. (laughs) The only problem was is my dad spanked him on accident. Uh, We were uh, living in a house that uh, we were written, and me and my brothers loved to climb up the corner of a wall, and so my dad had been away preaching somewhere, and he didn't know Terry had spent the night, and uh, so Terry was over, and the next morning, Terry's climbing up the wall on the corner like we were told not to ever do again, and my dad got about three licks with his belt on him before he realized it wasn't Chris, it was Terry. (laughs) So, uh, amen, our good memories here. Well, Amen. Praise the Lord, but good to have him, good to have all of you here. You love the Lord? Amen. Amen. I also had a prayer request come in from my aunt Connie. I don't know if she's here uh, to pray for Troy, who's uh, I think is back, if that's what she said was, um, was out. Just reading that, uh, make sure. Yeah, he's bad sick, not his back. He's bad sick. I read that wrong, so I just got that request turned in, and then we want to just be remembering him in prayer. Amen. I love coming here to minister. I feel like I'm at home. Amen. Amen. And so that's a comfortable feeling a preacher can have. I'll be honest with you, I don't have a lot of notes. I have some some quotes, but really just something upon my heart that I ministered over the last couple times I've spoken, so haven't spoken this out anywhere And so we just want to uh, be obedient to the Lord. Before we go, amen, to that, why don't we just uh, put your hand over on that one beside you. Let's just call upon the Lord, amen, this morning. also for Brother Barry, uh, who's sick. Uh, sent me a, a text this morning just wanted me to say he uh, missed, tell the folks i missed them look forward to being back and so we know he's suffering with sickness you believe the Lord is the great physician how many here would raise a hand and say Lord I have a need this morning I want to represent it by an uplifted hand and say Lord will you come and minister to my need why don't you just raise your hand up hold it up and let's just call on the Lord Lord Jesus Father we're so grateful Lord for your grace this morning so grateful, Lord God, that we serve a true and living Jesus of glory, not just resurrected, but glorified Jesus. Lord, one who the Bible says can be touched by the feelings of our infirmities. That's how real you are, Lord. You're big enough, Lord, to create the universe, the atmosphere, the air that we breathe, the galaxies, Lord, and Father, even the things that man is even still discovering today, Lord, how vast and how great Lord, the universe is testifies of the greatness of our God. How big you are, Lord, but Father, also how small you can be to come down, Lord, and humble yourself, Lord, take upon flesh. Lord, you you became a servant, Lord, and become obedient to death, Lord, but you did that, Father, so that you could become a kinsman redeemer. Lord, you who were great could become so small that you could hear the faintest cry of your children. Lord, so we need you this morning. We testify with our voice and say, Lord, I need you. God, I need your grace again today, Lord. I need your mercy. I need, Father, a healing touch, Lord, praying and calling out, Lord, Brother Troy, Brother Barry, Lord, different ones maybe who are here today sick amongst us, God. I pray, Lord, that you would come and minister to these needs, Lord. Minister to the needs of your children. Lord, as we stand in great need of you right now, Jesus, I pray, God, that you would help us, Lord, as we just turn the service over to your Holy Spirit. Lord, may you come and, Lord, send an unction of the Holy Ghost, Lord, to allow me to minister. Father, uninhibited, Lord, unrestricted, Lord, but completely get myself out of the way. I feel your presence, Lord, very near right now. I recognize that that's you, Lord. I pray, Father, you'd help us, Lord, now, Lord, to turn our eyes to you. We ask it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen, amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, turn to Zechariah chapter 12. We're just going to read from the Word. It's 1145, so we're just beginning here. Well, I'm not a long-winded preacher. I've heard it said, it only depends on who you compare me to. So it's all relative. So uh, I'm not long-winded, just depends on who you compare me to. And y'all used to have a Sunday night service here, and you don't now, so you can give me a little bit of grace, right? I heard Brother Barry say amen, so... (laughs) Uh, We just want to uh, minister uh, this morning. I just got something really upon my heart, and I just pray that you would uh, just pull on the word of God. I believe that makes all the difference. It made all the difference in a little woman who had a blood issue. Brother Branham said that the Father had shown Jesus everything. Imagine that, everything that he did, where he went, What places he went to, he said the father would show him. But did you know that little woman who had that blood issue, Brother Branham said that God, the father didn't show him that. And he says, that's why he would say, who touched me? And Brother Branham says, but with her need she had in her heart, he says it this way, she drew out from God what she needed from him when she touched the hem of his garment. Now, if she could do that, how many could take their need and say, Lord, today I'm gonna draw out from you exactly what I need from your word, amen. And so I believe we can do that, amen. Zechariah chapter 12, the burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, I'm gonna give you my title here on the screen, the genuine atonement. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretcheth forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth, and formeth the spirit of man within him. Behold, now here's a prophecy. I will make Jerusalem a cup of trembling unto all the people round about when they shall be in the siege both against Judah and against Jerusalem. And in that day will I make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people and that and all that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. How many are going to be gathered against Jerusalem? We just read it right from the word. Oh, wait, Brother Matt. What about America? America. Judean Christian values, Christian nation stands for, stands for Jerusalem. Biden speaks about it. The, you know, all of the government, uh, you know, all of our politicians are, are, you know, we, we stand one and ally will be careful here because the Bible says that nation who spoke like a lamb will one day speak like a dragon. And the Bible says that all of the hearts of all men will turn against a little tiny nation of Israel. You say, how, Brother Matt, how could that take place? Why would, why, you want to know why? why the the Jerusalem is hated so much. It's not because of the culture. It's not because of Hebrew language. It's not the Hasidic Jews or the Orthodox Jews, how they do the braids in their hair. Trust me, it's not any of that. It has one reason why you see the hatred that's in the world against one people. That's because God decided to set his love upon one nation. And Satan hates what the Lord loves. And so the Bible says all nations, let's keep reading that here, all behold, he says here in verse, in verse three, and that day I will make Jerusalem a burdensome, throw all the people of the earth, be gathered together against it. Let's keep reading down here in, in, in verse uh, uh, nine, I'm sorry, verse eight. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David. And the house of David, what a powerful promise. And the house of David shall be as God as the angel of the Lord before them. I think it's incredible because what you're reading about here is what we know as the battle of Armageddon. And Brother Branham would say it this way, that that battle of Armageddon, will just be the final battle in the war that started in the garden of eden so in the garden satan satan starts a war right And Brother Barnum says that battle of Armageddon, now this isn't Gog and Magog after the millennium that we know all of that. This is the battle of Armageddon. This is when all the nations of the earth, now friends, I don't know. You say, Brother Matt, what are you preaching today that what's happening over in, in Israel with Hamas and in Gaza is Armageddon? I don't know. Let me just say it this way. If what we're witnessing today is the buildup or the kindling wood that strikes the match that starts Armageddon and gets us out of here, I just say, sign me up. I'm ready to go. How many believers would identify and say, hey, if this is what that's about, look up, our redemption draweth not. I don't know that it is. I'm not preaching that or teaching that today. I know this, that something will have to begin, we know prophetically in the Bible, something will have to take place to start a hatred to where the entire world could come against this little nation. And so, notice here he says. He says, and in that day, I'll notice verse nine. And, and it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. I thought it was so amazing. Just on August, right in August first. I know I got you standing, but I'll be standing a lot longer than you. So give me just one minute. I was just there in August, beginning. Believe it or not, the mercy of God that what took place, we didn't take place while we were there. But in, right at the beginning of August, I took my first trip over to Israel. Got to be there for about 15 days. And one of the places we, I wanted to go to that I listed as part of our itinerary, we were just there with a small group, just six of us doing our own tour. We went to Tel Megiddo, which Tel in Hebrew just means hill, or the hill of Megiddo. Armageddon, that's what it means, Armageddon, Megiddo. This is the valley of Jezreel. This is of the valley of Armageddon. And I stood there on Tel Megiddo, that little hill that overlooks Nazareth. I thought it was so astounding to hear Jesus as a little boy could stand on that same hill, I wonder what he knew when he would stand there as a little boy in Nazareth and look over at a hill called Tel Megiddo and know that the finality of all time will take place right there. And I stood there overlooking that valley and you could just see the vastness of that valley of Armageddon, mountains on both sides. There's the, you know, the Mount Carmel and you got all the mountains that go through there, but that valley. And I stood there talking with the brother that's with us. I said, just think of it. It's incredible to think about that one day, very soon, all of the nations of the earth, in fact, a united nation army, a confederacy between all nations, will gather in this valley for what they think is going to be the day of victory where they destroy this little nation of Israel. God actually says, I've brought all of the nations in one place so I can judge all of the nations of the earth. And I thought it's so incredible. We don't realize, friends, more than ever before, I just want to say I hope that we're in tune and in harmony with what's taking place right now. Let's bow our heads. Lord Jesus, Father, we give you thanks this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for what you're doing in our life. We pray, God, that you would just bless your word now as we minister to your people. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. You can be seated as they play that video for me, Brother Jeremy, just quickly if you can. I wanted just to play this just here for a moment. We'll bring some context to it. This is just before they go into Gaza before the ground evasion began. You can go ahead
1: and shoot
6: We are in a historic time. I don't know if we're internalizing the magnitude of the hour that we are in, but this is indeed an hour of great magnitude. Battalion 7 is going to war. The IDF is battling the enemy since the late hours of the night. Company 162 is breaking through the depths of the enemy territory and has killed tens to hundreds of terrorists. They are facing off directly with the enemy. I can only imagine the 200 hostages in Aza held by the despicable enemy that kidnapped a six-month-old baby. Our minds can't even process it. They have kidnapped even the elderly. It is against this deplorable evil that we are going out to battle. But we are not alone. Standing here with us, I can feel it, are the soldiers of King David, Here with us today are the Maccabees. We're here today with Mordechai, Analevich, the warriors of the Warsaw Ghetto. Here with us today are the fighters of the Lechi, the Etzel, the Haganah, the palmach all the warriors of Israel from the time we became a nation until today. When we put on our tactical vests, each battalion at their own time, each battalion that goes in, sooner or later we will all fight, shoulder to shoulder, because this will be a long war and we need each other. We will need to support each other and cover for one another, because this is not a drill. This is a historic moment. Few are those who can say that we went out to fight for our homeland to restore the honor of our people that was lost a little bit on Simcha Torah and will be restored in all of its glory. I imagine in a few years when the younger guys here have children and grandchildren, the older guys are here with grandchildren and their great-grandchildren, and the children will, sitting on the couch, ask, Father, when 230 babies, children, elderly, mothers fathers were taken captive we heard that 1500 people were slaughtered and burned in 2023 as if it was ancient history and you will say yes my dear son I was there and you know what I did I left my home I left my work and I went to fight and he'll ask you you went out to fight it and you will say yes I fought the evil. And when what happened to the end, Father? We were heroes. Battalion 7 were lions. And we defeated the enemy from generation to generation. The heroism of this battalion will be told.
5: I thought it was a powerful speech. Incredible. That this general right before they go into Gaza. And he's going to tell his troops this. He's going to say we're in a historic time. Uh, I don't know if we're even internalizing the magnitude of the hour. I, I just read that and I thought, isn't? I could say the same thing to us as believers today. We're in a historic time. I hope we're internalizing the magnitude of the hour that we're in. I thought it was incredible as he begins to rally his troops here before they go in and have a direct confrontation with the enemy and he says i can't imagine what must be going through the minds of 200 hostages hostages held in gaza and and he and he says they've even kidnapped the elderly the babies and i thought my what what how incredible that this spirit that we see that's manifested in a very natural way is only the ingestion of a supernatural spirit that's taken spiritually hostages of war. I'm more concerned today about the hostages that the devil has held captive more than anything. And he says, he says, uh, you, you, you know, he goes on to say that. More than ever before, uh, from the time we've became a nation. And he begins to say with us today are the Maccabees and, and Mordecai on Lekki, the man from the Warsaw Ghettos. He starts just naming historic heroes who had fought for Israel and defended all the way from the Hashemoneans and, and Judah Maccabee. He points all the way back to that here today we have the spirit of King David and those fighters and, and those warriors and that, 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 that the spirit of the great heroes. Friends, I don't know, maybe I'm weird, but for me, I just could not help but put myself spiritually for what happens naturally to Israel. Brother Barnum says, happens spiritually to the bride of Jesus Christ. I could not think about more of a a moment of greater magnitude than we're living in today and how he says more than ever before, I love this statement, more than ever before, we'll need to support each other we need to cover for one another. This isn't a time for friendly fire. And he says, this is a historic moment uh, for those who can say we we, we went out to fight for our homeland to restore the honor of the people that was lost. You know, I'm just not going to, I'm going to just read you something here. And just don't, don't let me lose you, please, uh, this morning on some of these things that we And I'm just going to stop the pause to take a moment to say this, that sometimes uh, you you can relate to certain things, but when we start talking about certain things, it's incredible how people can sometimes check out because they feel like it's too complicated or over their head. Let me just say that if you feel that way, first off, it's not. There's nothing in the word that is too complicated for you to understand. And so, and not only that, anything that 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 was given to us as restoration under the word is important for you. So don't ever let the devil tell you it doesn't have anything to do. A lot of people, these situations, I don't want to say this, sometimes these situations happen in Israel, they happen when COVID happened and pandemic and things, people, believers even, start saying, what's happening, what's going on, and, and it's almost feel like you're behind the eight ball. And you know, what, what does all this mean? And sometimes we are because we haven't really studied the word, and there's an answer in the word. Let me just say that there's an answer in the word for everything. But I want you to notice because what you see happening today, uh, we know is the fulfillment of prophecy. Brother Branham says this in in the message, the feast of the trumpets. And he says in Revelations 11, call their ministry will not be the ministry of Moses and Elijah. He says, will will be, sorry, will be the ministry of Moses and Elijah. You can just scroll, uh, uh, go forward. I guess I got it here. And he says, "Will, will be the ministry of Moses and Elijah uh, calling to Israel out of, notice this, out of Jewish traditions, just as the seventh angel's message called the bride out of the Pentecostal traditions. I don't want to take a lot of time. I know that you're taught well here, and so this is to a believer. It's going to be right up your alley, and you'll you'll, you'll be able to follow this. But remember uh, that Brother Branham says this, that... Uh, and let me just be careful not to get too bogged down on teaching, but I did take time with this, and I, I'm just going to need to take a moment here before we really get to the heart of our message today. But we know, we're taught well here that we know that, as Brother Branham says, that will be the ministry of Moses and Elijah and we know that's in Revelations chapter 11, where these two prophets uh, that were the most important to uh, the Jews, Moses even today revered, and Elijah, Brother Branham says, would, would appear again uh, there in Revelations 11, the two sackcloth prophets clothed in sackcloth. And he says it would, it would call them out of Jewish tradition, just as the seventh angel's message called the bride out of the Pentecostal tradition. Now, don't think... Here for a moment, that this is anything, uh, you know, uh, odd or new. This is exactly what the prophet of God told us, that Israel is God's timepiece, that what you see happening with Israel, if you want to know where God is at in time, when I say time, I mean from the beginning to the end of the Gentile dispensation. Remember, Brother Branham says that the fullness of the Gentiles, how many are Gentiles? Gentiles' words just means nations. So God, the way God looks at it, you have Jews who God says, I've chosen you above all people, above all lands, above all kindred, above, listen, the Jews didn't say that about themselves. The Jews aren't arrogantly elitist going around, well, we're somebody, well, they might be in their, in their carnalness, but God is the one who said to them, I chose you. And God went further. Some people say election. How can that be fair? How could God love one people more than you guys think you're so special in the bride and somehow God is God looks at you differently than he looks at the rest of the denominational world? Well, listen, friends, we didn't call ourselves this, but this is the love that God expressed to his family. In fact, God goes further to Israel and he says, Behold, I've chosen you above, this is straight from the Bible, the words of Isaiah and Jeremiah, Above all people, above all nations, above all languages, I've chosen you. In fact, he goes further and says, You are my peculiar treasure. Now, this is how God looks at his family. He goes further and says, you're the apple of my eye. Now, that's pretty incredible. Because the apple, if you ever look in a mirror, you'll notice the pupil, the iris of your eyeball is the apple of your eye. So God says about Israel, you are the iris or the pupil. In other words, when I look, I see you. This is how his love is to his servant Israel. Now, remember, Israel is not the bride, Right? Israel is his servant. Right. I've called you. And so, so God says, but you're the apple of my eye. So let me say it this way. When you mess with Israel, you're poking God in the eyeball. And I tell you what, ever poke somebody in the eye, you'll get a reaction immediately. And God says, when you touch them, you touch me. When you come against them, you've came against me. Why is this nation blessed? Because of the affinity and, 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 the, and, the, and the, the, the defense and the harmony that we have with the little land of Israel. Hello, somebody. Come on, I like to hear amens. It makes me scared. You say, is that going to scare you? It only scares me if you don't say amen. so. So Brother Adam says, notice he would call them out of Jewish tradition. So, so the prophet of God begins to tell us this, that what happens to, to Israel. So, so God says, you're my peculiar treasure. I've called you. I've chosen you above all nations, above all people. You're the apple of my eye. And so God has an elected uh, a family to where, to, to, to where, Brother Adam says it this way, that what, what, fi- what, what God does naturally to Israel, he does spiritually to the bride. Right. And so notice this here. He says, out of the, he says in Revelation 11, uh, Moses and Elijah call into Israel uh, out of the Jewish tradition. Just as the seventh angel's message called the bride out of the Pentecostal tradition. Remember, Moses and Elijah is to call Israel out of the old atonement <clears throat> of the lamb. Sheep, blood and goats and sacrifice to the real living sacrifice to the Word. As the seventh angel's message, under the same trumpet, same everything, exactly the same seal is to what? Call the people the bride out of the Pentecostal and world tradition to the genuine atonement the Word. So the prophet of God would begin to tell us that all, the, all of the trumpets sounded, remember what the trumpets are to Israel, the seals are to the bride. So what, what, I'll say that again. What the trumpets are to Israel, the seals are to the bride. So Brother Branham says that all the seven trumpets sounded under the sixth seal. You say, how's that possible, Brother Matt? Hold on a minute. The sixth seal has sounded? Well, what we understand through the teaching of the, of the message is that the seals have also, have, have been open They have a physical manifestation in time. In other words, let me just make it simple for you. I believe the seventh seal has opened. But you say, Brother Matt, what is the seventh seal? How many knows what the seventh seal is? The coming of the Lord. But we know that there's a physical advent of what we call the harpazo, the snatching away of the church, and then Jesus comes. We don't meet him here on earth. We don't see him here. We meet him in the air. But then the second coming of Christ and its ultimate fulfillment is when his feet touch the Mount of Olives and they cleave from left to right and he's back on earth again. You say, well, that's the physical return. That's the actual fulfillment of the seventh seal. But yet we know that before that actual physical appearing or coming of the Lord, that the second coming happens in three phases. How many believers believe that here today? Brother Branham says the coming of the Lord would happen in a shout at 1 Thessalonians 4. It would happen in a trumpet, a, a voice and a trumpet. So what was that shout? It was a message. Now it wasn't the, it wasn't, listen friends, it wasn't the message of William Branham. That the message is not the message of William Branham. The message is the message of the king given to a prophet messenger to a people. So do you see when you reject the message, you don't reject the message of William Branham. You reject the message of the throne. When you turned down Jeremiah, you weren't turning down Jeremiah. You were refusing and rejecting Jehovah. Jehovah. And so that shout was a shout. It was to call the people. This is what the word actually trumpet means in the English language. A shouting. So to what the Jews, got I hope you catch it today. What the Jews get in the trumpets, the elected Gentile bride gets in a shout. What was the message of Moses and Elijah to do to the Jews? What's it going to do? It's going to turn their hearts back from the old sacrifice to the true genuine atonement. My brother, my sister, if a message of Moses and Elijah would turn is going to turn the hearts of the of the fathers of the Jewish Church back to the true gospel, what ought to the seventh angel's message do to the Gentile bride? It ought to turn our hearts back to the original faith. And so what the trumpets were to, I know this is a, oh, Brother Matt, where are we going? The trumpets and the seals. Listen, friends, you ought to challenge yourself today to say, why? Hold on a minute. If this is important, I ought to understand it. Right? And so Brother Brown says that six seals. So let me, let me pick this up. So that seventh seal is the coming of the Lord. It happens in a shout, it happens in a voice, uh, and, and then it happens finally in a trumpet. And Brother Benham says, what was that trumpet? It was the trumpet that blows where the dead in Christ rise, the voice of the resurrection. And, and then, then at the la- behold, at the last trumpet, we shall all be changed, right? And, and so notice this here. So the same that the seventh seal has phases or unfolds in a natural way, but also a spiritual way. You know, Brother Brandon even said that about the third pool, that a fold of it unfolded today. And he says, you were spiritual. I hope you caught it. It had, a, it had three folds. you notice you followed that number three in the message. There's a lot of it, a lot of, lot, of, lot of material laying there. So always in threes. God's always manifested in three. And so Brother Mariam says that, notice this here, that seventh seal that would unfold in a very physical way, a very real way, would also have a shout, a voice, a trumpet, a spiritual coming. Let me just say this, you will never accept the Lord in his physical coming if you can't receive him in the word coming that was sent before the physical coming. And so people think that they'll accept the coming of Jesus. Well, let me tell you, Jesus has already came in this generation and those who rejected him. Brother Manning says, oh, you say, oh, if I would have been there in the days of Jesus, I would have stood for him. I would have defended him. I would have fought for him. I wouldn't have been one of those Roman soldiers, crucified him. Brother Manning says, hold on a minute. What you do with the word today proves what you would have done back then. Think about that. And so notice he calls them out of Pentecostal tradition. So you say, Brother Matt, what are you preaching here today? The prophet of God says that all of those trumpets sounded under the sixth seal. Well, hold on. The sixth seal is the tribulation period. Are we in the tribulation period, Brother Matt? Oh, God, I hope not. Then, Brother Matt, why would you preach on the sixth seal? Because I'm here to tell you today, friends... Brother Barnum told us that all of these trumpets, that the spirit that got on Hitler, Eichmann, Mussolini to persecute the Jews was released by the sixth seal, by the demon spirits released at the river Euphrates. So Brother Barnum in the Feast of the Trumpets picks this up and he says, notice these were ecclesiastical devils released upon the bride. Then what does that mean, Brother Matt? Brother Matt said it this way, that the sixth seal anointing was upon Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Now we're going way before us, way before the tribulation. But notice, I hope you catch it today, that just because the sixth seal is the tribulation period and it hasn't had its ultimate fulfillment physically, yet there was an anointing or a spirit that was released at the sixth seal that comes upon men to persecute the Jews. Then I'm going to tell you the spirit that's anointing the world to turn their back on Israel is a pre-tribulation six-seal anointing. And it's preparing the hearts of people with hatred and malice and jealousy and envy And backbiting, and this is what the prophet, this is what the scripture prophesies. They'll be lovers of their own selves, heady, high-minded, lovers of God more than love, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent means they have no self-control. You say, how does men become that way? You will not give me another explanation, (laughs) You will not be able to give me another explanation as to why the world hates a little bitty tiny nation of people. It will not make sense. I promise you will not. It will. It will. It won't make any sense to 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 us today. It won't make any sense when I can read to you that deadly violence in the Middle East is spurring attacks and heightening fear in the Muslim and Jewish and Arab communities across the whole United States. I'm reading you straight from our from the news in Illinois. About a week after Hamas militants attacked Israel, a landlord stabbed his tenant, six year old. He stabbed his tenant's six year old. Listen to this. Six year old uh, and his mother more than two dozen times. Police opened a hate crime investigation until a man in Los Angeles was yelling, Free Palestine, kill the Jews. Uh, And and I could just read you more and more than Pennsylvania, a a man pulled up uh, to a pro, uh, this is, this is, you know, I'm just going to skip some of this because there's so much of it. But this, this is what I can read you, the hatred and the, 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 the the spirit or the anointed of anti-Semitism to hate these people. Friends, I was just there. I've witnessed it myself. You say, Brother Matt, what's happening to the world? I tell you what's happening. A prophet prophesied and said, I prophesy to you in the name of the Lord, the world will go completely insane. And you are literally living prophecy fulfilled. where the world would go completely insane. They would lose their minds. How else, Brother Matt, would you describe it? I'm going to tell you how, because a sick seal at the river Euphrates opened up, and 2,000 demon chargers anoints people, it anoints, listen, it's not, you say, Brother Matt, where's the anointing? It's over here in these, you know, rock and roll concerts, and over here in these, you know, bar rooms, and uh, down the alleys where the drugs are being, so listen, friends, he sets up his kingdom in ecumenical, religious, cultural, political, uh, Will you say, what do you? you saying, Brother Matt? I'm saying the whole thing is a mess. The whole thing is doomed. You can't put your confidence in anything. Not a Republican. That might hurt your feelings. I'm going to say it. Not a Democrat. Not a Libertarian. Donald Trump won't save the country. Uh, Joe Biden's not going to save the country. There's only one king that's coming. That'll change everything. And that's King Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You say, well, I'm a I'm a Republican, Republican. I'm a Democrat, Democrat. Say, Brother Matthew, what are you? I'm a Christian. I voted once for Jesus. <laughs> All right, well, anyways. And so notice this here it doesn't make any more sense than the people would come under a pre tribulation anointing. A pre-tribulation sign, a pre-tribulation anointing to to, that would be charged. It would be electrified. It would be anointed with an oil of hatred, murder. Those those Hamas soldiers, whether they realize it or not, whether you realize it or not, you say, how something so heinous, something so violent, they 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 took they took grandmothers, ninety-year-old grandmothers. Six-month-old, in fact, two-month-old two, th- th- two month old babies say, how evil? Well, you just don't know how evil the devil really is if you're shocked by that. Because I can tell you, the devil don't discriminate against the old, against the young. And he takes them captive, takes them hostage. And they don't realize that that spirit of hatred has so fulfilled... That they say that so filled the hearts of men's minds. But this is what God says about the keep your Bible open there. Just mute that if you could just hear for a moment. Let me let me read it, actually finish it here. Make sure I get through it. And he says, he says, notice the seventh angel's message under the same trumpet, same everything, same seal is to call the people, the bride, out of the Pentecostal and world tradition to the genuine atonement, the word friends. That's what the message of the hour was to bring us out of all systems. Come out of her, my people. Come out of sin. Come out of addiction. Come out of alcoholism. Come out of pornography. Come out of any, any kind of... Uh, immoral thing come out of churches dead systems and come to Christ the living word this was the message come out of her my people and if there was a pre-tribulation anointing that could so prepare the hearts of people you say how in the world are people you read the book of revelations and, and, and the revelation says that they'll crown the man of sin the false prophet the beast you say I've read that and think, how in the world could people be so stupid and so blind that one day they're going to crown. I don't understand that. How are they going to accept this antichrist? Friends, let me ask you a question. Do you believe in a real man called Jesus? You really do? We believe in a real Jesus, right? We believe that there's a real, there was a real physical man of Galilee, right? Right? We believe that that man is not a spirit, not a figment of our imagination, but he's real. He's a real person. He's 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 very, very substantively real. But he also, the Holy Ghost, is the spirit of Jesus that he sent back to the church and it lives in your hearts. So if we believe in a real Jesus who's a real physical person, but how many here believe in the Holy Ghost? Well, I guess those that, when I do this, that means raise your hand if you believe in it. If you don't raise your hand, I'm going to assume you don't believe it. How many believe in the Holy Ghost? Amen. And so if we believe in a real physical Jesus, but we also believe in the Spirit of Jesus, in the Holy Ghost, in dwelling His family, then let me just go further. If you believe in Christ, you must also believe in an Antichrist. And so, if there's a real, you say, brother Matt, will it be a real person? Absolutely, a real fulfillment in the false prophet. I don't plan to be here. I plan to be watching from a, from far, far, far away. And the, but there's a real, there's a real antichrist coming, who the Bible says that people will accept and crown. Well, friends, you have to understand that if there's a real Jesus who's physical, and there will one day be a real anti-Jesus or antichrist then there must also be a spirit of the Antichrist. And in fact, you say, Brother Matt, oh, that spirit of Antichrist is coming. Let me give you the words of of the apostle. The spirit of Antichrist doth already work. It's already here. What's it doing? What's it doing then, Brother Matt? What is the spirit of Antichrist doing? It is preparing the hearts of people to receive the Antichrist. In person. Oh buddy. If there's a spirit of antichrist. That's preparing people to receive the antichrist. There must be the spirit of Christ. Who's preparing my heart to receive him when he comes. And so what's he doing? He's preparing the hearts of people. To receive him when he comes. This is the purpose. This is the anointing. That's upon the entire world. It's, a, it's, a, it's an anointing of, of, of hatred. Let me just take just a moment here. It's everything anti-Christ. Turn to Galatians chapter, Ephesians chapter four. If you have that, Ephesians chapter four quickly, uh, we're just going to read something here just to take a minute, just to read it. So I want you just to read this here with me in very familiar scripture in verse 30, but we're going to back up from that just for, for a moment and just read, read some, a few verses of this. And he says here in verse 18, having, underst- having their understand. verse 17, this I say therefore and testify in testifying the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding dark and being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling. It's incredible to me when we read this verse, who being past Feeling, you mean, Brother Matt, that you can get to a place to where your past feeling, oh yeah. You can become so unempathetic. Let's keep going. And he says, who being past feeling have given themselves over into lasciviousness to work all in cleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. I love that. If so be you have heard of him and have been taught by him, and the truth is in Je- as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the ol- of the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and being renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you put all, put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, someone say this with me: lying. Say it louder, lying. Speak every man truth with his neighbor for we are members one of another. Be you angry and sin not. Let the sun not go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Well, that's just good advice for good living. That's just good advice. You know, I mean, come on, Brother Matt, Ephesians 4, Paul's just, it's good suggestions, right? He just suggests that if you want to live a good life and you want to be a good boy, let no no corrupt, Brother Matt, I mean, come on. Really, no communication. Listen, friends, this is what he's, he's speaking to believers. Now, how many believe in a true, genuine atonement? If we've received the genuine atonement, it doesn't just restore us back to part of the word, but to all of the word. Help me preach somebody. It restores us to all of the word, not just the parts that we like. Brother Merlin would go further and say the evidence, the true evidence of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not speaking in tongues. And though you may speak with tongues, it's that's not the evidence of it. The evidence of the Holy Ghost is not your knowledge of the message or your human agreement, intellectual agreement to say, I believe it. That's not the evidence of the Holy Ghost. The evidence of the Holy Ghost, Brother Bram says, I can't think of any other thing other than to be able to punctuate every word with amen. Amen. How many words? Every Every word. You mean not just part of it, not three quarters, seven eighths. 15 16th the whole thing all of it right and he says let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers and grieve not the holy spirit whereby you're sealed unto the day of redemption let all all somebody say all, all. let all bitterness Hold on, go back back to the seals and the trumpets and he's the way up there. Come on, friends, if we believe all of it, then we believe all of it. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor, you mean these aren't attributes of Christ? They are the attributes of Antichrist. Let all... Wrath and anger and clamor. Notice verse 30. Back up one verse. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are sealed unto the day of your redemption. In the very next verse, let all bitterness, wrath, anger. What's he telling us? This is how you grieve away the Holy Ghost out of your life, out of your church, out of your marriage, out of your family. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be you kind. Boy, that is an archaic word in the world we live in. I loved a sticker that I've seen someone had. In a world where you can be anything, Be kind. Well, brother Matt, come on. Isn't that just old Baptist? You know, just old good old good old boys. Listen, friends, this is right out of your Bible. Either we believe all the word or just some of the word. I want to be a believer who believes all of it. And he says, be you kind. One, two. Everybody else in your church, just your church. Doesn't matter how you treat everybody else. Everybody in your circle, be kind to them. Everybody else, you can just draw them out. Doesn't matter how you treat them, really. Be you kind one to another. Tender hearted. Hold on. You mean the attribute of a true believer who's accepted the full atonement is tender hearted? Forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven. You. So we see that this anointing that comes upon the world is an intoxication of hatred and anger and malice, contentment. No room for anybody else. Only those in your circle. Lord, I'm just going to obey you this morning, and so I'm just going to keep going. Only people in your circle. Do you know that God makes people different? Y'all don't know that around here? Well, God makes people different. In fact, God doesn't make everybody the same. And sometimes if we're not careful, we only have enough room for people who are just like us. And we have no room for anybody who's different. You see, a lot of times the things that we call sinful and non-sinful are actually just preferences. Now, you say, Brother Matt, do you believe in things that are black and white? Absolutely. Things that are clear in the word, right and wrong? Absolutely. But I'm afraid sometimes what we call right and wrong really comes down to personal preference. And just because someone doesn't act, live, look like my preference doesn't make them wrong and me right. In fact, God, God in Romans 12 says, let ministers wait on their ministry. Teachers wait on their teaching. Those they exhort wait on their exhortation. In other words, this is a diverse body, but people love the culture and the world that we live in and what breeds hatred amongst people is that people put everybody have one box and anything outside of that box. So that let me just go further and tell you this is what makes up a cult. This is what makes up a cult. You go look up, brother Google will tell you. It's one culture, only room for your favorite and preferences. You say, brother, matter you 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 believe that. You know that we should just accept anybody and everybody and everything goes. No, you know that better. You know that. You know better than that. That's not what I'm preaching. But I'm preaching to you that God makes everybody different. Yeah. Now, I wasn't going to take to go this direction but the Lord Holy Spirit's just leading me so just bear with me. God makes everybody different. Not everybody thinks like you, talks like you, looks like you. Not everybody's part of your culture. Listen, friends, I'll just go ahead and say it. You know, many, many times people think that, you know, that, that, that uh, there's only one type of ministry. And that that oh, God only calls preaching and spitting and screaming and red face. Listen, you know me. You've heard me long enough. I'm a spitter. I'm a screamer. I get red. It's my preference. It's how I. It's it's just the way that I commune with God. It's the way that I minister. But that doesn't mean that everybody who doesn't talk like me doesn't reach the same decimal. Somehow isn't anointed or isn't a gift of God. But if we're not careful, we group everybody into one thing. And God says, listen, Brother Branham was against dry-eyed confession. He was against dry intellectualism and dead formalism. But he was also as much against that. He was also against people who were so emotional, they had no love, and their temper was like a buzzsaw. In fact, he would identify the Pentecostal group as having the emotion and the gifts of God operating, but they had the temper to to, to fight a buzzsaw. And you call that the Spirit of Christ? Oh, Lord, you got us out here today. People think that, 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 that it's all just one. There's only one type. There's only one genre. There's only one way. There's only, there's only one style. Well, that might be how you like to look at it. Because we all have personal preferences. It's my personal preference to hear preaching. Loud preaching, spitting, screaming. I'll sit right on the front row. They should have signs, you know, like they do at SeaWorld. SeaWorld. Warning, first three roads, you may get wet. <laughs> but you say, but the Matt, does that mean? Listen, friends, the West is different than the East. I know, I'm a witness. And if we got Westerners here, I'm not stepping on your toes. I married one. And they're different. I had to learn that at 18 years old, moving there, just married. I had to learn people were different. I mean, I was raised in a, in a place where people love fellowship. Man, you over my house. I was at their house. Everybody was in each other's business. You know, there's good to that. There's also bad to that. But over there, church would in, scram. Everybody was gone. My father-in-law told me, he said, Matt, you're going to have to learn. People out here in the West are different. They're a lot like the cactus. I said, really? What do you mean? He said, don't get too close. You might get stuck. Now they're not all that way. Some of them are born again. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But people are different. People are people think about things different. God has varieties. Say, Brother you are you excusing, you know, uh, I, 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 I'm not, I'm not making, all I'm doing, friends, is quoting what Brother Branham says, that God is a God of contrast. He's a God of variety. And if we're not careful, the reason why there's such hatred is because the world refuses to conform to one rhythm, one beat, one image, one style. And if you want to be different, oh, buddy, they'll cut you off and cancel you and shut you up. And if we're not careful, we think, but you know, you know, friends, it's different. People in the East are different than the people in the West, but there's things there that I wish we were more like here. I say that as a Southerner and, and there's people, I'm just going to go ahead and be careful how I say this. The people up North are different than the people in the South. See how I got down low before I said that in case I need to duck. They're different and that's okay. God doesn't. Listen, friends, God doesn't want us all being the same. In fact, he doesn't want all preachers to be the same. He sent prophets and preachers and teachers and evangelists and pastors, and, and one can't be like the next. Everybody's got to be who they are. Not all churches are the same. And God doesn't want us all looking the same, acting the same. In fact, Brother Barnum would say you could preach, you could live a sermon louder than I could preach it. But not everybody's the same. I know we'd love to believe that only people going to the rapture is people down in the good old Sassafras South. Well, I hate to tell you that, but that ain't true. They asked Brother Brandon the same question. Should we move to Jeffersonville? Should we move to uh, Tucson? Brother would, would, you know, would cast down that kind of thinking in people. It's carnal thinking. Not all the people are the same. Not all people act the same. Does it mean that all those in the bride of Christ around the world will all act the same? Talk to us. You go to other countries. How many here has ever been on a missionary trip out of the country? Now, I'm not talking about Canada. That doesn't count. <laughs> How many people have actually been overseas? Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. It's okay if you have. Raise it up high. Don't just do this little Baptist, you know, raise. Raise it way up high. Say, I've been, oh, I've been overseas. Well, you're a witness. They're different. People are different. Their churches are different. The way they worship is different. Their culture is different. In fact, in China, when I was there in 2013, it's a good thing if a church splits. Brother Matt, church split is a good thing? Yeah, it means that they've grown to such a number that they get attention from the government. So the church in Chindal, you know what they had to do when they reached over 200 people? The pastor of the church came together and says, brothers, we got to split the church. Now, in America, you think that's a bad thing, but over there, it means God has sent fruit. And they literally split it down the middle. One pastor went 20 miles that way. Other uh, pastor took the rest of the group. Now, friends, that would never work here. You say, well, we, well that just means they're not called a God, not anointed. No, my brother, my sister, they're led of the Holy Ghost. And God will meet the challenge of their hour the same he'll meet it as the challenge of our you say, brother Matt, what are you saying? I'm saying be who you are. God made you that way. And so you say, Brother Matt, what was God going to send to dress the bride? It wasn't a southern culture. It wasn't a northern culture. In fact, it wasn't an American culture at all. It was a culture from above. And he would have one word to rule and to guide, one leading of the Holy Ghost, all in harmony under the word. There's different people, different skin, different language, different colors, different countries. But all led under the same oil of the same Holy Ghost. Then what would be the same, Brother Matt? I'll tell you what would be the same. Brother Barnum says that what God did at Pentecost, not Azusa, not Azusa Street in 1906, but 8033. Brother Barnum says what God did originally in the first church would be the pattern. There is no other pattern. There is no other way. What God did there, he has to continue to do. So what would be the same? The same spirit, the same message, the same anointing, the same power. The same Holy Ghost, the same Jesus operated and manifest in multitude of gifts and people. Amen. But you notice what comes upon the world is a spirit of divisiveness and hatred. This is what anoints people's hearts. And Brother Brandon would say this. I want you to notice this here. He says back to our PowerPoint if you can. Notice notice what it, what he says here in... in uh, the anointed ones at the end time, slide nine. If you could click that and b- bring that up. I'm sorry, that's the, that's the, I got, gave you the wrong one. Let me just, let me control it from here. That's all right. I think I sent you the right one. Um, no, it went too far. All right. So notice this here. Brother Madam says, now notice how, this is how the prophet of God dealt with people that he disagreed with. Not that we disagree with you, brother, to be different. Many of you here might be Trinitarian preachers. Wait, hold on a minute, Brother Matt. Brother Branham says, Brother, not to be different, many of you here might be Trinitarian preachers. We don't want to be angry with you. We love you. You mean Brother Branham loved A man who believed in three gods, whether he knows it or not, he'll never admit that a Trinitarian never will. But a person who believed in three gods and a prophet could say, we love you. If we didn't, if I didn't believe that, I'd never leave this church till I got down there on my knees and said, God, make me right. You mean it was important to a prophet how he treated a Trinitarian preacher, but it don't matter how we treat each other, does it? Oh, that brother. You don't know what he believes. You don't know what he said. Listen, friends, if we're not careful, we ingest the same spirit that's upon the rest of the world. And we're no different than Republicans and Democrats. Is that all right? I don't want, listen to this. I don't want that arrogant, selfish spirit mixed up with mine. I want my spirit to be pure and clean And brotherly love, holy. I don't know about you, my brother, my sister, but when I read this, I just raised my hand and said, Lord, that's my prayer. I don't want that arrogant, selfish spirit mixed up with mine. I want that pure, clean, brotherly love, holy with the Holy Spirit. Now, if somebody would do anything wrong to me, that's all right. And though I might have the right to get back at them I don't want that in my life. I'm just going to give you a testimony here today when the Lord began to deal with my heart and I was in my truck alone and the Lord just, Holy Spirit just came in my truck and I just for the next 30 minutes just began to weep before the Lord. And this is the words that I prayed when I read these words. Lord, there's so many things I can look at And I can say, I don't want that in my life. Friends, if you'd be honest, sometimes you look at yourself and the man in the mirror you hate. Come on, can we be honest enough? Sometimes I look at myself and say, I hate myself. I hate what I I can be. Sometimes you can identify yourself with things that you know aren't true to the Holy Spirit. Whether you got a temper and your temper gets the best of you or anger or lust or some kind of bitterness creeps up in your heart. I just want to, if you've missed everything I've said, hear this today. I want to raise a hand and say, I don't want that in my life. How many would identify and say, Lord, I don't want that in my life. I want the pure Holy Ghost, unadulterated, Lord Jesus. I don't want that in my life. No, I might have the right to get back at them. I don't want that in my life. I want to have love. I want to be ready to correct with love. With love that absolutely answers for it out yonder. I don't mean to be different Methodist, Baptist, Catholic, Presbyterian, whoever you are. Don't say those things to be different, to be arrogant with you. If I did, I'm a hypocrite and should be down here at this altar praying through to God. But I say it because of love. Oh, you mean Brother Branham loved everybody? Had their, now listen, did Brother Branham compromise with the Trinitarians? Did he, because of this great love, he just sort of put aside his doctrine? didn't really tell them what he thought, just agreed with them. No, no, Brother Branham still, listen, friends, we have the example of a true prophet of how to be uncompromising, unwavering. How many believe Brother Branham showed that? You say, well, the sign of the Son of Man was the Word made flesh and the discernment of hearts, and I believe that with all of my heart. The sign of the Son of Man was sin in this generation. You go listen to the message, the trial, and Brother Branham says, I challenge you to see the Son of Man, the Word made flesh, Revealed in the bride's body. You say, what was that? It was the sign of the coming of the Son of Man. The ministry of Luke 17 was revealed in the sign of the Son of Man, demonstrated by a prophet messenger. But let me just go further and say, it wasn't just, I don't believe for a moment that what we witnessed in God's prophet was just discernment of hearts. But I believe we witnessed the very nature of Jesus Christ through a little man who could be humble, who could love everybody, who Brother Billy Paul said, you didn't know his enemies from his his friends. Why? Because he didn't just have the gift of God. He had the nature. And you can have all of the gifts, but deny the fruits and the gifts do you no good. Do I have a church that believes that here today? Isn't it amazing to me in the kind of world that we live in, everybody wants to cut everything out only to leave their one thing. Brother Barnum always stood, this is his entire ministry. He always stood between the, 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 the Armenians and the Calvinist. You say, Brother, Brother Matt, which one was he, the Calvinist? Or was he the Armenianist? Let me give you the words of a true servant of God. Brother Barnum says, I'm a Calvinist. So long as Calvinist is in the Bible. I'm an Armenian, so long as they're in the Bible. Brother Brandon would stand between Pentecostal uh, uh, fanaticism and Baptist dry-eyed intellectualism. You say, Brother Matt, do you, good. listen, friends, go study the message. I'm not preaching anything new. Brother Brandon would say it this way. Some people make church. I'm going to give you two sides. Some people make church a funeral service. Oh, God, we don't want that. You're right, Brother Man. I surely don't. In fact, I'll say is, Brother Branham says, I'd rather have a little wildfire than no fire at all. Does that mean we promote wildfire? No, Brother Branham says, he he would always stand and said some people make church a funeral service. And he said, others make it a frolic. You just heard him in the token message. He says up there, you know, in the token, he says, I watched Billy Graham's meetings and he makes a call. And he says, here's young men up there. They're punching each other on the arm. They're shouting and screaming, emotional, punching each other, laughing, caring. Brother Graham says, that's not how you come to Christ. If you're going to be identified with your sacrifice, you're mourning. True repentance is mourning for sins. Brother Branham says, I can give you 90, I think he said, 90 people who shout and speak in tongues and dance and run the aisles. I'll show you very few who can become sorrowful for their sins. You say, Brother Matt, then that means we don't need jumping and shouting and dancing. We just need to be sorrowful. No, 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 no. Brother Branham says the true bride is not a funeral. It's not a frolic. It's a feast. And he says, and the true bride goes through the middle of the road. And then further, he says, drawing from both sides. Amen. Amen. He would always stand in the middle of this. And he would stand against, against dry-eyed intellectualism, dry-eyed confessions. You Thanksgiving, you just make it a tradition. You sit there with your alcohol right there on Thanksgiving table. There's the turkey, there's the booze. And he says, what is it? It's just became a tradition. And the prophet says, and you, I'll bring it further in your life. When you come to this altar with a dry-eyed intellectual conception, it's just became a tradition. You say, then where did Brother Burnham stand? He stood in the middle, and the true bride stands in the middle of the road. But we, 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 what, what, what happens today is we have an emphasis on one only to de emphasis. Listen, friends, I'll I'll go ahead and say this, and I might have said this here before, and I'm all over the place because I ain't got notes. You're just hearing, Brother Matt, organically as it can get. Just following the Holy Spirit. I'm preaching like I'm at home. And I am because I'm with believers. You notice this here, Brother Matt, I'm going to always stand in the middle, and I'll say it this way. Even with God's prophet, with the message of the hour, I'll always find two extremes. You'll get people who either deify... God's prophet, or you'll get people who de-emphasize God's prophet. You will always have both, those who deify his literal words and those who de-emphasize and say, I don't know, that was just enough. You know, brother, that was his opinion and culture's change. Listen, friends, it's always one or the other. Isn't it incredible? There will always be a spirit to try to de-emphasize one only to emphasize another. You say, Brother Matthew, what do you believe? What do you advocate for? I advocate for a genuine atonement, which is the full atonement, which is the full restoration of the word. What happens in in the world we live in? I've seen some cut out emotion. Say, brother man, oh, here we go again, preaching against preachers. Listen, friends, I'm not preaching against preachers. I think that's the biggest waste of time, my time and your time to preach against somebody else. I will preach against spirits because I'm, I'm ordained to. But I ain't going to spend any time wasting your time preaching on somebody, somebody else, some other church. God, help us to get back to the true heart of, wor- the, true heart of the word and focus on the right thing that matters. You say, Brother Matt, you don't believe in the calling out of spirits. I absolutely do, but I ain't against anybody. Because Brother Branham would say over and over, it ain't the people that I'm against. It's the spirit. Right. In fact, Brother Branham said, I'm not against organization. Did you know that? He said, I'm against the spirit of organization. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with the organization. It's the spirit of one unity. Listen, some cut out emotion. You say, that's not happening. That is happening. I'm a witness. I've watched it. We don't need it. All the gifts are on the shelf. We don't need the gifts anymore. There's actually not a quote for all the gifts on the shelf. Brother Branham would say, I'm looking forward to the time when all the gifts are on the mantle. But you notice clearly, take that quote out of context, you'll you'll say that we don't need gifts. Brother Branham is pointing to what Paul pointed to, that when prophecies, and that day prophecies will cease. We won't need preachers when we don't need gifts. That means we don't need preachers. We don't need church. We don't need aspirin or Tylenol because we have new bodies. The day that I stop needing aspirin is the day I stop needing preachers. Because that's the day my body will change. That makes sense? I didn't lose you there, did I? In other words, when Brother Branham says the gifts will be on the mantle, is on the other side of what we call time. But I've watched some cut out then. If they don't cut out all the gifts, they just want to cut out one. I don't believe in teachers. We don't need teachers anymore. Really? Do you believe in the Bible? We just need evangelists. We don't need pastors anymore. In fact, the greatest gift, the last gift, people don't believe in prophecy. They don't believe in tongues. In fact, it's the least of the gifts. That's what the apostle Paul said. You believe everybody speaks in tongues, Brother Matt? No, because Brother Bannon didn't believe that. Paul didn't believe that either. And what is the message of the hour? It's simply Paul's gospel. In fact, the voices of thousands would say, we're resting on this fact, that the message is the message of Paul. It's the original faith, the original truth. That's the only thing that'll turn your hearts back. And so some cut out emotions say, we don't need it anymore. We don't need gifts anymore. We've so de-emphasized gifts that there are no gifts. Hello? Hello? We've said that it's because you say, what is it, Brother Matt? It's a spirit. I've seen some cut out emotion. And then others who cut out, won't cut out emotion. They say, we don't need teaching. We just need the bare knuckled. God, we just need preaching. We don't need to. We don't need to understand the word. Well, I'm going to give you the words of the Bible. You ought to study to show yourself approved. A workman who needeth not be ashamed. Some, some cut out emotion. Others cut out teaching. Some cut out dancing in the spirit. Others will cut out brotherly love and say it doesn't matter how we treat each other. Oh, brotherly love. That's just a bad, that's just a, you know, Brother Branham said that, you know, fruits of the spirit wasn't the evidence of the Holy Ghost. I agree. But it is an evidence of the Holy Ghost. Hello? That's a direct quote. The fruits of the Spirit are not the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Brother Branham would say they couldn't be. Brother Branham said, a man asked him, What is the true evidence of the Holy Ghost? Brother Branham says, Well, I just said love, because that sounded good. Love, love. It's the fruits of the Spirit. If you love, you must have the Holy Ghost. Brother Branham says, But the angel of the Lord came to me and corrected me and said, It's not love because Christian science, you know what Christian science is. Brother Branham says they have more love and natural fruits of, of compassion and patience and brotherly kindness. He says they have more than anybody, yet they deny the deity of Jesus Christ. So it couldn't be love. Then what is it? It must be an outward emotion of tongues or or some kind of screaming or dancing. Brother Branham says it couldn't be that because I've watched demons, witchcraft, doctors perform more signs, blood in the hand, the gift to speak in tongues. So you say, Brother Branham, then what is it? It's being able to say amen to every word of God. But let me ask you, just because Brother Branham taught that tongues was not the evidence does that mean Brother Branham did away with tongues? Well, let's go, for, let's go to the other side. Just because Brother Branham says that the fruits of the Spirit are not the evidence of the Holy Ghost, does that mean that it's not important to have the fruits of the Spirit? You see, what happens is people cut out one only to lift up another. I've seen some cut out emotion, others cut out teaching. Some cut out dancing, others cut out brotherly love. Some cut out the tapes and say, We don't need the tapes anymore. And then some say, We don't need preachers. You see it, friends? I hope it's clear. One cuts out one only for one to cut out the other. Some say, We don't need the message, we just need the Bible. Do you know what the spirit of trying to remove the authority of a prophet? Because when they don't believe in a prophet, they're out from the authority of that prophet and what he says. You say, then who becomes the authority? When people start saying, oh, we don't need to quote Brother Branham, and Brother Branham, really, you know, uh, you you, you don't need to put up slides and put up quotes and say what the prophet said. You say, Brother Matt, when are we going to get, someone said to me, when are you going to get past saying Brother Branham said, and Brother Branham said, Brother Branham said. I just told him flat, I'm never going to get past it. I'm never going to get past a prophet. You can't go past a prophet. You say, when are we going to get mature enough uh, to get past a prophet? I tell you, when we're going to get mature, when we start quoting a prophet and saying what a prophet said and say what the tapes say, that's when maturity will come in the bride of Christ. Now, listen, listen, one cuts out emotion, others cut out dancing, one cuts out the tapes, others cut out the, the, the preachers and say, we don't need preachers. Some cut out the message. Others say, I don't need to read my Bible. Some cut out repentance. Others cut out grace. Don't you see it's the tactic of the devil to push us into ditches? But Brother Branham says the true bride will go down the middle of the road. And you know what's so amazing? It's how quickly someone will get upset because I won't come into their ditch. And I agree with a lot of what they're saying, but I'm not coming into your ditch. And then this side wants me to come into their ditch. And I agree with a lot of what you're saying too, but I'm not going into your ditch. You say, Brother Matthew, then what, did the t- what do we have? What is the message of the hour? It's the restoration of the, inter- the, 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 the book of redemption. The title deed, the first church inheritance becomes the last church's reward. The first church inheritance becomes the last day. The alpha becomes the omega. Brother, Brother Henry Green would say it this way. God started this church like he wanted it. Now he wants it like he started it. Then what did the first church have, Brother Matt? I'm going to tell you what the first church had. They had the demonstration of the Holy Ghost by manifestations of gifts in the entire body. Boy, I could hear a pin drop there. Can you say amen to the word? The first church, if they had it, then I can have it too. I said, if they had it, then I can have it too. The first church didn't just have the gifts, they had the fruits of the Spirit. The laity in church, actually, the people of the body of Christ were not just absorbers of what they heard. They didn't just intellectually, academically understand it, but they believed what they heard. And more importantly, they lived what they heard. Oh, more than ever before, we need to live what we hear preached, what we say amen to. We need to say, God, make it take on skin. Put flesh behind it lord the first church had the gifts but they also had the divine nature first peter 2 the divine nature of christ living in them with love and faith and wisdom they lived it let me go further and say they were kindly affectionate one towards another i only heard one or two amens can i get a full house They had the gifts of the Spirit. You say, what are the gifts of the Spirit? Faith is a gift. Wisdom is a gift. Did you know that? Divine healing. I'm just reading you 1 Corinthians 14. It's the gifts of the Spirit that were given to the body. Those are available to you, my brother and my sister. Knowledge, the speaking in tongues, the interpretation of tongues, the gift of healing, the working of miracles, the gift of prophecy, the discerning of spirits has been given back to the church. At the opening of the word, it released all of the promises of God, not just part of them. Well, that's good, Brother Matt. We got all the gifts. Let me tell you, can we go further? They also had the fruits of the Spirit. They were, had love. They had joy, they had peace, they had long-suffering. Isn't it amazing? These things have been put down. That's not that really that important. They're every bit as important as any gift of the Spirit you want to name. In fact, it would be God's prophet who would say, he said, I would rather have a church so in love with each other than to have every gift of the Spirit operated in my church. And he says, because with the gift there can come misunderstanding. But when perfect love is there, Brother Branham says, start first, and that means we don't need gifts. We just need perfect love. Finish the quote. Brother Branham says, start with perfect love. Perfect love will produce perfect gifts. And he says, they, what was it? They had the joy. They had peace. They had gentleness. Gentleness. Hold on, Brother Matt. You mean Gentleness is an attribute that I've got the Holy Ghost? Now, I thought gentleness was for the women. Now, I'm not talking about a perverse spirit because what we live in is an age of weak, wimpy, sissified men. It is so amazing because it's always two extremes. You get a man, he'll either be a sissy, ain't got a backbone, he's a jellyfish, he dresses like a sissy, looks like a sissy, talks like a sissy. I'm giving you the words of Brother Branham. Where's our men? Where's our strong men? Where's the men of God? Listen, friends, you're living in it more than ever before, the age of weak men. Afraid to take a stand. But isn't it amazing you have that extreme or you have the other extreme of a chauvinistic person? who's so prideful and arrogant, and he treats his wife like a doormat. It's always one extreme of the other. But I'm going to tell you what God witnessed, what we witnessed in a prophet, was a true man who had true manhood, true burliness, where he was strong and convicted. He was uncompromising, but yet he was loving to everybody. You don't have to be a jellyfish to have love. You don't have to be a weak, wimpy man to be gentle. Because gentleness is a fruit of the Spirit. Gentle, long-suffering, faith, meekness, temperance. If we major on one... And leave out the other, we sell ourselves short of the full inheritance of God's word and what he sent back to the church of the living God. You say, Brother Matt, then what do you want? The gifts or the fruits? Do you want the tapes or do you want the preachers? Do you want dancing and shouting and screaming or do you want the knowledge of the word? Let me just go ahead and tell you, I want all of it. I want every bit of it. Do I have a church who agrees and says, God, send it all. I'm not going to major on one. I'm going to say, give it all to me, Lord. I need the gifts. I need the fruits. I need the tapes. I need the books. We need preachers. We need teachers. We need people who live the word. We need all of it, friends. Listen to what Brother Branham says here. I'm going to close here in just a moment. Brother Branham says, notice our PowerPoint here. Listen, he says, not that we disagree with you. Let me go to the next slide. I don't want that arrogant, selfish spirit mixed up with mine. And he says in, 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 in number 12, but I say it's because of love. And I love you for those things. If I, listen, this is the message, birth pains. Let me go further. This is the message, birth pains. If I make mistakes, forgive me. I'm not a theologian. I don't criticize the old theologian. Theology is all right. It's what we need. But sometimes I criticize the condition that we've gotten into that doesn't mean to any certain individual. It's just the message. I wish that it wasn't mine to give. It tears me to pieces. Oh, Brother Matt, you mean Brother Adam didn't, you You know, a servant of God who has a hard message to give. You mean he doesn't come to the pulpit. Oh, I can't wait. Just rip their head off. Brother Adam says, it tears me to pieces because you know how you feel of your own children. See? Don't you hate to give a child a scolding? Come on, Mom and Dad. A balling out, whether you think uh, that your mom and dad likes it, it, it tears them to pieces. Balling out or something, though. I'm a parent, and I know what it means. I trust that you forgive me. God's power to transform. 1965. Oh, you say, Brother Matt, dates matter? Unfortunately, to some people, dates matter. When did Brother Branham say that? Let me give you the words of Brother Aaron McGarry. In the year he was a prophet. If somebody would come to me, but here's 65, for those that think that after the seals, Brother Branham did away with, it didn't matter, just have all the gifts, didn't matter how you treated people, didn't matter if you had love, didn't matter if you had gentleness, didn't matter if you had patience, well, let's see if it did. In the message, God's power to transform, 1965, if somebody would come to me, something contrary, I would kind of get on WhatsApp and blast them to everybody, screen record and send a clip of it. Hello? I'd get on Facebook and I'd make me a subliminal message where I didn't really actually say what they were doing, but I'd, I'd put enough in there where they knew I was talking about them. That's good. That only happens in South Carolina, I know, don't worry. It doesn't happen here in North Carolina. I was born here. I, you know, I know, I know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to criticize what anyone says. We're not to criticize each other. I'm not guilty of doing that. I thank the Lord. I have criticized sin and unbelief, but no individual person. See, I don't. We are brothers and sisters striving. I love that. We are coming down to where Sister Florence came yesterday morning. We all got to come that way. And it's not my purpose to try to criticize a brother or sister that wouldn't agree with you. No, far be it for me to do that. I don't think you'll ever find a tape that I ever called anybody's name on, which I felt many times that the person was wrong, but that's between them and God. But what is wrong in the way of sin and misunderstanding sometimes isn't not even sin. You notice what Brother Adam's saying is exactly what I said. Some of the things we call sin and right and wrong are actually just personal preferences. I like strawberry. You might like vanilla. You might like chocolate. I might not like chocolate chocolate ice cream. But does that make me right and you wrong? Or you right and me wrong? Hello? Sometimes, Brother Adam says, it's not sin. It's just a misunderstanding of people. And I think, oh God, if we could ever have this spirit upon the message of the hour. I think each one of us has a right to express ourselves. To our own understanding. The way to have fellowship. I'd rather have a church is what we quoted. Just a moment. I'd rather have a church that knows nothing about any spiritual gift. And just be so in love with each other and with Christ. I'd rather have that than every spiritual gift operated in the church. Now that might sound hard in a Pentecostal group. But I would rather have it. Where there is gifts, they'll fail. Where there's gifts, they'll bring confusion. Where there's gifts, they can be questioned. So then, Brother Matt, we don't need to have gifts. That's it. That settles it. There's the one quote, gifts don't even matter. We just got to love each other. But where there's love, it's perfect. That's right. If you had perfect love, you'd have perfect gifts. That's right. So work first with love. That brings fellowship and fellowship Brings gifts. Spoken words the the seed, 1962. And a Pentecostal church is just as bad. A bunch of jumping and shouting and speaking in tongues and things like that. When it comes down, enough temper to fight a buzzsaw. My goodness, you've got to really be mad to fight a buzzsaw. And turn you out of their congregation. You take a person that speaks with tongues, marriage of the Lamb enough temper to fight a buzzsaw and talk about the neighbors and everything like that. Why you called that the Holy Ghost? It cannot be. No, sir. The Holy Ghost is meekness, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, patience, faith, Friends, I just reach out and say, "I want it, Lord." Amen. How many wants to say, "I don't want temper in my life, I don't want bitterness in my life, I don't want that selfish, arrogant spirit mixed up with mine. I want the Holy Ghost of meekness and joy and love. I want all the gifts that God wants to manifest, but with those gifts, I want it to produce love and joy and peace and goodness and gentleness and faith and patience." The Holy Ghost. That's the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit bears in the church of the living God. Sweetness and humbleness, humility, love one for another, long-suffering. If a brother has gone wrong, don't just beat him or something. Go after him and see if you can get him back. Don't wait for the preacher to do it. You do it. Somebody else. Preacher can't do it all. Neither can the deacons. Everybody is a member of this body of Christ should go after one another. I'm going to go through this because i got a lot. We got the Holy Spirit of... We got the Spirit of Christ in us. He taught us the great parable. They left the 90 and 9. Went after that one. That's what we're supposed to do. But we say, oh, let them go. We never should do that. We should be gentle, forgiving Long-suffering, that's the fruit of the Spirit. But the thing is, the churches went out without, went off without God. This is the message, getting in the Spirit. But the thing, uh, the thing is, the churches went off without God. They found out the fruit of the Spirit has left the church. Long-suffering, some of them with enough temper, why, it would fight a buzzsaw. And talk about the Holy Ghost. Why, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, long suffering. Suffered? Yeah, about two minutes and away they gone. You see, so long suffering, fruits all dried up. Abraham's covenant, if I only look down tonight and look here in the city, look for the last three months where I've been across the nation, seen the felling of the churches, the indifference of the pastors, the indifference amongst the people who come out look like fishes and loaves and the first thing got enough temper to fight a bus saw and indifferent nasty the Pentecostal people ministerial association wants to draw me out of the ring just because I let a man on the platform that wasn't baptized the way they thought he ought to be baptized brother Adam let him sit on the on the stage you know what they did Cut him out. Friends, let me say it this way as we close. We have the example of a true atonement living. The life of the sacrifice comes back on the believer. And let me just say that you can have all the revelation Revelation, I'm going to do it that way because I don't mean true revelation. You can have all the revelation that you want and say all the things that you understand, but if that revelation doesn't bring the life of the Lamb back on you, you can have all of your revelation. I said it to a back home, and I'll say it here. If my revelation, and I mean that, if my understanding of the message of the hour never grows another centimeter, but my love and my joy and, my, and, and the life and nature of Christ and humility and sorrow over my own sins grows tenfold, then I'll leave all of my knowledge behind. But give me the life of the Lamb. How many would raise a hand and say that today? Give me the life of the Lamb. Prophet of God says it in the church age book. The importance, the absolute necessity of hearing one voice. The absolute necessity of hearing one voice. The vindicated prophet messenger. Hearing one voice. Brother Branham says it's so important to say what the messenger said with the spirit he said it with. And I'm afraid so many times we have the message without the spirit of the message. But what this message was to return to us, you say, Brother Matt, that means we, you know, we're compromisers. You're just preaching for an all-inclusive you know, message that just, uh, just includes everybody. And it doesn't matter what you believe. And if you are believe this, and listen, friends, that's not what I'm preaching at all. But I'm preaching to you this day the genuine atonement will take the malice out of your heart. The genuine atonement will make you love your enemy. The genuine atonement will make you forgive one another. The genuine atonement will cause you to repent. And true repentance is not a prayer. True repentance is not words that you say. True repentance is to say like David, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew the right spirit within me. Take away the malice. Take away the anger. How many here would say, Lord, take it out of my heart? I don't want that in my life, Lord. I don't want to ingest the spirit of hatred that's in the world, but I want to ingest the spirit of Jesus Christ. I could live in my life and change me. Oh, that's what we need. Musicians, could you return? That's what we need more than ever before is change, true change. I wonder if you could bow your head with me, every head bowed, every eye closed. Brother Branham says in the message, why why is it that so many Christians find it so hard to live the Christian life? He says, now in preaching these things, even to the Pentecostal people, we have very little to brag about for in where we've tried to have a Pentecostal free move of God, we have become to a place, a bunch of colonized cults, almost just a place of confusion and discord. Every head bowed, every eye closed. What ought to happen here this afternoon There should be every Pentecostal church in this city jammed into some big stadium. If it wasn't for the little petty indifferences among the ministers and the people, it would be that way. Enticing spirits amongst a lot of people, we find where emotions, so forth, there become tattlings and backbitings and all kinds of ungodly things. Brothers, that's sulfuric acid in the church. It's demon power. Spirit of men and women who get among one another and try to push off and say, this ain't right, and that's not right, and this ain't right. If you chase it down nine times out of 10, it's the very person making the stir that's not right. God hates discord among brethren. Be reverent, be holy, love God, stand by him. And as long as you know your life is divvying up with the Bible with purity of heart, purity of thought, love towards your brother, trying your best to upbuild the kingdom of God and doing these things, dressing right, living right, talking right, going the right places, then you can have all the emotions you want to have and everybody will believe it. Say, Brother Matt, what's important today? What's important is that we come, friends, I'm just gonna tell you, how the Lord dealt with me every head bowed every eye closed just the way the Lord began to deal with my own heart and my truck as I just begin to weep before the Lord and I thought of those words that David prayed when he's in, fallen in sin with Bathsheba and he knows his life is a wreck he knows his life is a mess and he begins to pray and he says create in me a clean heart oh God I thought of that word clean and I thought Lord if there's anything I can identify something inside of me that's not me reaches out and latches a hold of that word clean and I just raise a hand and identify and say Lord I want to be clean I don't just want to be clean in my flesh that's good I want to be clean in my spirit my emotion my conscience memory reason imagination affection I just want to raise a hand today. I wonder if you could do it today and say, Lord Jesus, by this hand, I just want to say, Lord, I want to be clean. I want you to create in me a clean heart. You know, David uses such a special word. He says, create. In other words, David says, Lord, I can't do this. This is something that's only attributed to God, the power of creation. And I'm saying today, create in me a clean heart, oh God. And renew the right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, oh God. The Lord, just begin to put these words on my heart. Get back to Gethsemane. Get back to being identified with your atonement. Get back to a dying out of self. Get back to your sacrifice. Get back to your first love. I wonder if there'd be somebody who just wants to stand to their feet today, raise a hand and say, Lord, I'm standing to say, God, I want to come back to my sacrifice. I want to come back to my first love. I want to come back, Lord, to dying out to self. I want to come back to the true atonement, the true message that has all of the power of God. It has all of the gifts of God, but it also has all of the love, all of the joy, all of the fruits, all of the long-suffering, the patience. You might need it today. Say, God, I need help with my temper. I need help with my malice. I need help this morning, oh God. And I'm raising a hand to say, God, send me, send me true anointing of the Holy Ghost to burn out anything in my life that's unlike you, Lord. Back to the true atonement. Back, not to a church spirit, but to the Holy Spirit. Back to the true atonement. Back to the true example. Listen, friends, you live in a world that wears down on your patience. It wears down on your long-suffering. It wears down on your human spirit. It wears down on your tolerance. And if you're not careful, you can ingest that spirit of this world. Makes you cruel, makes you bitter, makes you unempathetic. But I just want to say, there's a bomb in Gilead today. There's a true atonement that you can accept. You can say, Lord, I accept your, I'm a believer. I believe I got the Holy Ghost. Paul was talking to those who had been sealed by the Holy Ghost. And he says, let all bitterness leave you. I want to say, Lord, I raise my hand and say, let all bitterness that would be in my life. Let it leave me, God. All malice, all jealousy, all envying. Oh, how many here wouldn't want that today? You can just stand. Why don't we stand to our feet and say, God, I accept it today, Lord. I accept your true sacrifice. Lord Jesus, this is what it means to be full gospel. Or Paul could say, I'm not shunned to declare unto you the whole counsel wasn't part of it your prophet said it would be a the true messenger would lead you back to the fullness of the word not one part of it but the whole thing and god why would we ever sell ourselves short of anything if there'd been somebody here it's emphasized one only to de-emphasize another. I pray, God, we'd repent of it today and say, God, forgive me for only focusing on one. I, I want to say, Lord, I'm raising my hand to say, God, I'm opening my channels. I'm opening my spirit. I'm opening my heart to say, God, I want all of the word. I want all that you've sent. I want all that you've given. And don't let me ever be in the way to stop you. Don't ever let it get in the way, Lord. Don't let my pride get in your way. Oh, Jesus, one of the greatest destruction, one of the greatest tools the devil has to keep a man from you is pride. I say like the prophet of God says, take your pride and stomp it under your feet and say, I have no pride. I'm going to forget myself. I'm going to come to God. I'm going to come to you in honesty and sincerity of heart, Jesus. Lord, how we need it today. How we need it, God. What are you playing, Brother Matthew? I
4: surrender The kingdom's over.
5: Oh, could we raise our hands? Just take a minute to worship. Jesus, Jesus I surrender
0: all Yes, Lord. Oh. Jesus, I surrender. Can I we give, sing give myself that one more time. Say like a man. Oh, my, my life is not my own. own. So to you I belong. Hallelujah. I give myself. I own. give myself to you. Will I give I myself away? away? Oh, 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 I, I give, give myself away. away. So you can use me. I give myself away. Oh, yes, Lord. I give myself away.
4: So you can
5: use me. I wonder if you could just put your hand over on that person beside you. Let's just pray. I wonder if we could just one together as you keep playing that, Brother Matthew. Just pray. Amen. Hey man, I wonder if we realize, friends, message we heard. Listen, we're right on the brink now. Two prophets about to appear, Revelation 11, that'll turn the hearts of the Jews from the old sacrifice to the true sacrifice. But friends, let me just say today, as Israel has hostages, there's hostages amongst us. Some of those addicted, chained up, bound up, I wonder if we could, as the army of the Lord, bow our heads together and call upon God and say, God, I recognize more than ever before the magnitude of the age and hour that I'm living in. And God, not only for myself, I want to say, I want to be ready, Lord. I want to be in tune and in harmony with your spirit. Lord, and today, God, I'm going to call out to you right now for the hostages that Satan has taken. Might be your children, might be your family. I wonder if you could lift your voice up right now as we pray together. Lord Jesus, Father, we unify with one voice, one heart, one mind, one accord, Oh God. We call upon you today, Father, for our petitions and our needs. Lord, our needs are great. Amongst us are those that are sick, those that, Lord, are in body sick. We pray, God, would you bind the spirit of sickness, the demon spirit of affliction trying to hinder your children. God, may health be spoken to everybody. Immunity, Lord Jesus, and safety from what's coming upon the world. God, and spiritually, Lord, those that are sick in heart, I pray, God, you'd set every captive free amongst us. Set them free, O oh God, those that, aren't, that don't know you. May they come to know you in the power of your resurrection, O oh God. Father, may you send a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost upon every family at Hickory Bible Tabernacle. I wonder if we could join in together, friends, and say, God, give us a fresh wave, a fresh surge of the Holy Ghost. Lord, give us a fresh zeal, Lord, to say, Lord, as your prophet said, God, forgive me, Lord, not my brother, not my sister, but it's me standing in the need of prayer. Send us a fresh zeal, Lord, to serve you with all of our hearts. Oh, God, as your prophet said, there's there's one filling, but there's many refillings of the Holy Ghost. Give it to us, Lord Jesus. God, bless this church. Bless every home. Bless the youth. Lord God, bless the musicians. Bless Brother Barry, the pastor, Sister Becky, the whole family, all the deacons, the officers of the church. Oh, God, how we need you, Lord, now more than ever before. How we need each other. God, as as the, uh, the general said to his army, we need to support each other. We need to love each other. We need to have each other's back. I say, oh, God, let the army of the living God have the same spirit to say now than more than ever before we need each other. We need all men at their battle stations, at their post of duty. We need all the family of God playing their part and their role in this great drama that's soon wrapping up. Help us, Lord Jesus. I say it so simply, Lord. I just raise my hand and say, make me a better Christian, Lord. Make me a better Christian. Make me a humbler, kinder servant, Lord, more willing to work more willing to help. Grant it to us, Lord God. In Jesus' name. God bless you, friends. I'm going to let you go and turn the service back over. I trust the word's been a blessing to you. And may, could we sing something, Brother Ben? Do you sing that song, Worthy as the Lamb, or did you have something on your heart okay. you want to sing? Do you sing that, Worthy as the Lamb?
4: Worthy.
5: You can find the key. The Lamb. Let's start at the top. Thank you for the cross. Let's start there. Thank you for the
4: cross, Lord. You want to
5: thank Him for that this morning? Why don't you raise a hand to the Lord and say, Thank you, God, for the prize?
4: Bearing all my sin and
5: shame,
0: in love you came and gave a maze.
4: Thank you for this love. Thank you for this. Oh,
0: Lord, thank you for the help. Here's hands. my prayer. Wash, Wash me, me in your, in your cleansing, cleansing. of heaven crucified worthy is the lamb can we sing it
4: worthy is the lamb from the top Whoa. worthy
1: This morning, Amen. Amen. You know, while Brother Matt was speaking there, I just uh, I couldn't help but think about this song, which there's never been a day like this day, Amen. And I'm so thankful, aren't you, that we know what's going on. The world is all scared to death. They don't know what's going on. People are picking sides, and we know what's going to happen. And that, instead of bringing anxiety. Bringing fear should bring us peace. Amen. Let's sing that song. There's never been a day like this day. Amen. There's never been a day like this
0: day to me. There's never been a day like this day I see There's never been a light That shines so bright As this day It's this glorious day One more time There's never been a day
1: Well,
0: there's never been a day Like this day There's never been a day like this day, oh, I see. And there's never been a light that shines, oh, so bright as this day. It's this
1: glorious day amen if you could continue to play that I'm going to ask brother david if you would come and close the service in a word of prayer and then we'll let you go let's continue to remember brother barry and sister becky in prayer and then uh also don't forget uh our dinner that we've got coming up on saturday
5: let's pray do heavenly gracious father lord we just thank you for what you've showed us today lord god Eyes you've opened, Lord. The hearts you've opened, Lord. We just thank you for the presence you we felt here today, Lord. May we just take this with us and we leave this building, Father. May it just be in our hearts, Lord. Branded there, Lord God, to, just to follow you, Lord. Lord, we just love you. We praise you. Thank you for all that you do for us, Lord. As you be with us through this
1: week, Amen. Amen. We're gonna sing that, and you're dismissed go at this time to me well
0: there's never been a day like this day Will I see there has never been a light that shines so bright as this day it's this glory